sour. More sour than I expected. Fuck. Well, there's one thing I gotta ask you, Gibby. Oh, dear God. Did you remember? Fucking what? Remember what? Did you remember? Remember. Oh, the, the 5th, 5th of, of November? November? It's Guy Fox Day. So this is a V for Vendetta themed episode. I'm throwing you for a loop. Are you ready? It's so funny because I forget every year. Because the 5th, you know, the date just really fox with me. That's a good one, babe. Thanks. It really fox with me. Um, sorry, I got distracted there because I um, yeah was thinking about uh-huh. Natalie Portman's bald-ass head. Yeah, she, fucking, I was thinking about the band, Natalie Portman's shaved head. Yeah, is that a band? Yeah, that's a band. Have you uh, ever heard it? No, what is it? Uh, they're pretty good. They actually have good music. I'll play some for you later. What are they, like, uh, shoegaze? That's all I like is just shoegaze bands. What the fuck is even... I don't even know what that is. It's like uh, My Bloody Valentine or Slow Dive. Mm, it's more like... Uh, uh, How many sounds can we make here? How many vocal fry sounds can we make? I have to, um, I have to think about that because it's a little bit... Uh, no, I, it's hard to just... It's hard to describe. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize that until like a little bit ago. I was like, no, November 5th. That seems significant. It's <laughs> like, why should, why do I remember that? Oh, because I'm a, a fan of that movie. V for Vendetta? A movie, like many that I enjoy, was ruined by the fans. Ruined by the fans? How so? One, you know, just like the people that wear the masks. Oh. During like protests and stuff. Like, oh. in Columbus. Uh, yeah, vaguely, but... Or, you're, or they're anonymous shit. or whatever. I guess you don't want to fuck with anonymous, but... The, the hacker organization. Yes, I know, I know that. Sure. Oh, man. So, anyway, that's going nowhere. Um, um, I almost shit my fucking pants today. Can I tell that story? I wish you would. It's, uh... Tragic. It's highs, and lows. And triumphant. There's, the tragedy and triumph. There are many hills and valleys of the story. And of my... And your butt. My butt. Um, so, I, I feel like I don't dwell too much on this topic, but I do sort of overdo it on occasion. On occasion. Alcohol and spicy food. Brutal combination, but they two taste that taste great together. But more specifically, the combination of... Coors beer and hot wings. That's well, that's your number one go-to. What overdid it last? We were celebrating your photo shoot last night, or just kind of kicking back the end of you know. Pretty much of uh, my design job. Yeah, we were just being hanging out, unemployed. So I was you know celebrating that, and we got nachos with jalapenos. Uh, they were like Dodger nachos, so they were you know, they were good, but they were sloppy. And yeah, then I oh, had yeah. twelve uh, quite spicy buffalo wings and six Coors Lights so I was feeling amazing I went to bed very uh, very you know comfortable but then I started having nightmares I woke up and my stomach was like oh I'm just full of gas full of gas Mm -hmm. so I took like two micro dumps this morning that were awful slimy and awful and then I was like I think we can go but my my intestines still kind of hurt but we can we should go get food we're both pretty hungry so we go to Hyperion Public in Studio City, which is an awesome uh, restaurant. Yeah. Um, Very tasty. It was good. We were watching some football. I was eating this breakfast burrito. Nothing spicy on it. It was like Roja sauce. 
And I was like, you know, I'll just take it easy today. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, oh my stomach hurts again, like instantly. <laughs> oh, oh. After I started eating the burrito, I was like, this thing's good, but I cannot finish it. I got to go to the toilet. And then I went to the toilet, and lo and behold, I, I went, oh, somebody's in there. So I wait. Oh, God, everyone's I'm waiting nightmare. for what it feels like forever. When you're waiting for a toilet, if, yeah. and, and it's a number two, it feels like you're waiting forever. So... I, the guy comes out eventually, he's got a smug ass look on his face. He looks like just an LA douche. Just a fucking smug asshole. I fucking go in there and I'm like, why is the lid down? Why are, nobody, nobody goes out of their way to put a lid down on a toilet in a men's restroom. Especially like, that's gross. Especially in men's. My thinking is that guy took a fucking heinous shit. It didn't go down. So he thought... Ah, I'm just a, I'm a, actually a child, and if I just hide it, no one will know. What a fucking dumbass. So the fucking thing was crammed full of turds and toilet paper. So I was like, well, the moment of choice. Do I, do I lean over the bowl, squat, try to, you know, add to this already heinous, (laughs) hellish display? Or do I suck it up and and go home? Add your contribution. Because I knew I was like... 10 minutes from home. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I know if I get in the car, I can do it. So Mm -hmm. I went back and I was like, I don't know what to do. I told you, I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm either going to like just be uncomfortable, but I don't know if like that's a bad idea or if I should just leave you. And you were like, just go because you know. Because, yeah, I was like, well, if you're going to shit your pants and that's the only alternative. Well, I needed to make sure you had enough battery on your phone so you could call Lyft, yada, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to just, like, leave and, yeah. and then not be... Like, if your phone was dead, you're like, where is he? He's gone all of a sudden. I had to touch base with you. So I touched base with you and I freaking... It was like the Italian job trying to get home. I was, like, dodging around <laughs> cars and shit. I, I was driving like a real asshole. But meanwhile, but not, holding not, your butt. Not, like, trying to put anybody in danger, but I was like, if I gotta get over, I'm not giving you the extra space I would normally. I'm in front of you. I'm getting over. Or I'm turning left. I'm fucking turning left. Got home. I was like, it's a miracle. But I parked too... I didn't tell you this part. I parked too close to the wall. So on the driver's side, I got stuck. <laughs> My big ass fucking wide ass fat hips got stuck between the car (laughs) and the wall. So I couldn't move. I had to like try again. So you couldn't get out of the car. If anybody's watching, they were like, that guy doesn't look overweight. He's either a moron or he's fatter than I think he is. (laughs) So like I uh, I eventually get up there and I'm like, ah, it doesn't feel so bad. I call you. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm sorry. I bailed. Is everything good? Um, Are you calling a lift? Yeah, all that stuff. And then I sit down and I'm like, all right. This isn't so bad. It was awful. It was fucking awful. If I would have done that at that uh-huh. um, restaurant, I would have been in there for probably 40 minutes. Damn. Because by the time you showed up after going to get like juice and stuff mm-hmm. and paying out and getting weed from the weed store, yeah. I had just gotten done. Meanwhile, I just like casually pay out, stroll away, go to the weed shop, go buy an eighth of this... Tasty, tasty <coughs> Chernobyl weed that smells extra dank. And had like a nice little walk around, got you some juice to make you feel better, and then just fucking lifted home. I, <laughs> you're just like, I'm so sorry. I ruined our day. And oh, I, I was, like, I was like, dude, I fucking. We're having a nice day. And then, I'm and then fine, I, dude. I really, it's, I'm just glad you didn't shit your pants. Yeah, I was like, we were having a nice day. And then, and then just like, Fucking shit. Like, literally shit happened. But thankfully, I didn't shit my pants. And that's... I've done before. That's all we can hope for in 
our day to day. But uh, moral of the story is, if your stomach hurts, don't think you can just leave it by letting it fart out. Because honestly, that's that's once you feel the need, that's it. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's gonna happen as soon as you start trusting farts. You're fucked. Well, you know what? I think those are words of wisdom we can all apply to our own lives. This is Kane Train. This is Gibby Kane. And I'm Pat Kane, and you just listen to the poop section. <laughs> I feel like that was a real lively bit. That was a good bit to start on. That was a great bit, babe. Um, always oh, a good story. You hopefully that didn't, your hopefully pants. that didn't fucking turn people off. Every, well, don't worry. Nobody listens I feel like to anybody us. Can, I feel like anybody can benefit from a good like shit story, though. <laughs> yeah, a good shit story. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's universally funny. How many... How many uh, I guess it's point, more funny if I would have shit my pants. At this point in your life, how many would you say almost shit your pants or shit your pants stories do you have under your belt, so to speak? Four memorable ones. All right. And they keep on growing. And guess what? All but one center around spicy food and beer combinations from... It's almost... The time before. You think, the only... The, the one I... I think I told you this. The one before... Should I save these? I feel what? like I should save them. Oh yeah, you should save All them. Right, I'll save the I'll save the other three times for <laughs> I think the poop stories are over now. For when for when like we're low key and we need to like really up the ante of a pod. It's almost like you never learned. I love fucking spicy food and alcohol. It's like the best fucking combination. Like a crisp beer with a fucking hot wing. Mm-hmm. I I haven't found anything I love more. Uh, no, I feel you. I feel you. I love I love beer and pizza. That's my that's my guilty little pleasure. That doesn't bother my stomach nearly as much. It's I think it's spice. literally just it's the spice level. Do oh, and f- there were so many jalapenos on those fucking Dodger dogs. It was the Dodger dogs. It was like the ground beef and the jalapenos added on top. But you were wolfing down those jalapenos, and I was watching you, and I was like, we didn't fucking eat anything all day. It was like we had one meal. And I only had a protein bar ate. on top of all that shit. So I had a. A fucking photo shoot, so there I am, like basically working out the entire time, and all I had was a, but a handful of goldfish and a protein bar in my stomach for like the entire day. Uh, so I was living like a true model. Now, if only I'd thrown a little cocaine on there, I would have really just absorbed the whole lifestyle. So you're modeling more for your Instagram account. Do you think you're gonna focus more on that? Focus? Did I say focus? You want to focus in your? <laughs> <laughs> you want to focus on that more? I don't know. I think so. I've been thinking about it actually for a while now, just kind of farting around with the idea, but nothing, nothing serious as, as focus goes. I did runway once. I hated it. I, I felt like I was a show pony the whole time and it's not my style, but I do like uh, working with photographers that are talented and interesting. And uh, I, I had a really good experience yesterday and I look forward to seeing those images. And as a photographer in a past life and as a current retoucher, I have like a different perspective that models uh, normally have. And I know specifically what I like and what I don't like at this point. And I know that as a model... I know the models, your days are fucking numbered. You gotta have you gotta have a lot of interests and, and other talents to be able to apply to your life. You know, Tyra Banks, she's a businesswoman, you know? Like so is Heidi Klum. And a presenter and a wonderful speaker and an actress. So Do you honestly think though realistically you're starting a little too late? To do um, that. I mean for fun it's fine, but I'm twenty four. I'm actually not that late. Um it's it's not that bad. But I also I mean I didn't hit puberty till I was twenty three, so Yeah. To be fair. No, I was like, uh, I was a fucking a child. 
<laughs> you robbed the cradle. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I'm getting started that late considering what I'm doing is more like, uh, like, um, studio based work and, and things like that. Um, but I also am not looking to make like a fucking career out of it. Like I don't want to walk Victoria's Secret. Like run, like that's not a lot of models. That's like something that they want. That's like what they dream about. Cause that's, that's basically the fucking world series for models. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. not fucking, I'm not like lying to myself. I'm not ever going to be on that level. Cause I don't have the interest. But I like experimenting with it right now, and I like having fun with it. I've definitely, I'm ex- I'm definitely enjoying it more than I've I've been enjoying photography for for a minute. Yeah. So I'm really just following my interests right now and seeing where it takes me. I could change my mind in in like a week or a month, but happily enough, I don't have really anything invested in it. Yeah, I think that's the important thing is just keep it in perspective. Like you know. It's a competitive thing, and you're already doing like a it's competitive so thing. It's so fucking competitive. Fashion is competitive in general, and I'm kind of over so don't fashion. Get, I mean, always, always, you know, do what you want, but always just keep, uh, you know, if you spread yourself too thin, some other things may suffer. I think your art should be your priority. Well, on, you on know, your social what? media anyway. I'm happy to be drawing again, and I think I'm, I'm just so damn pleased by that in and of itself that anything I'm experimenting with right now that I'm kind of like, oh, that's fun. Like I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. I don't plan on making this a career move or anything like that. But you know, I'm letting fate kind of take the reins on this a little right now. Just because I don't know what I want, so I'm yeah. not in any place to make any decisions. Right. But, um... Cool. But yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So speaking of fucking age, so, uh... I forgot my fucking age for oh, a year. Oh, God. I, so fucking funny. I thought I was 25, and I yeah, had... You needed to sign some paperwork that you had to be 25. Right, and I and I was thinking, I was like, that's so weird, I am 25. Why didn't why didn't they send me that paperwork? So I call in, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I tell them my birthday, I'm like, and she's like, oh, okay. And then she sends it to me, I get it all squared away. My mom calls me about it, she's like, well... I, I received all the paperwork and um, I need to fill it out. And I was like, oh, no, 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 you don't, don't worry about it. Like, I already took care of it. She's like, but you have to be 25 for me to be able to do that. And I was like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's, I got it. And she's like, but you're not 25. And I was like, yeah, I'm 20, mom. Yeah, I think I know my own fucking age, ma. Like, I, yeah, I'm 25. She's like, I don't, no, yeah, yeah, can you not do math? And I'm like, well, no, but. I realized, though, that you were there, so maybe you know more than I do right now. I 100% in this case do. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to just change this topic and then me. So I fucking Google my own birth date to calculate my age (laughs) (laughs) as soon as I parked my car. And this is like Monday morning. Like I look and I'm like, oh, fuck, for the last year I have thought... I'm 25, I'm actually 24, oh fuck. But on a positive note, it's almost like I got the gift of a year back on my age. So yeah. it's kind of like a fun little surprise. Um, <laughs> it's better than thinking you're a year younger in any case. That's true, it would have been more disappointing. I'm actually kind of excited about it because I'm like, oh, my brain hasn't finished developing yet, but it will in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish I'd realized this sooner so I could have like enjoyed that, but... I mean, also, age is fucking bullshit anyways. Yeah. So, that's why I really didn't... It's all pretty relative. I'm also an idiot. So, fun fact, I'm really stupid. And I I was cracking up about it so much, because I'm like, this is really dumb. 
but it's so fucking funny at the same time. Like, how many times has this happened to somebody? Probably not at all, ever in a history. Sure it's happened, but usually it happens with, like, older people. Right. Not somebody my age, right? No. Not Obviously, I've got, like, brain cells missing. I think people, like, once you get 34, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. It's fucking meaningless. Well, that was me when I hit, like, 23. I was kind of like, I don't care anymore. But, um... All the fun ages are done now. But uh, I was telling my boss, and she's like, that's so weird. I, I didn't see somebody like you making that mistake. And I was like, what? You mean like, you didn't see me being... St- you didn't think I was I was stupid? <laughs> Heads up, Molly. I'm, I'm actually pretty dumb. I only act like I'm not. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. That's a good story. Fuck it, man. Uh, we, all, we, all, we don't know how old we are, and we almost crap our pants all the time. <laughs> it's a miracle we, uh, we even have careers. Dream team. Well, I was trying to explain to everybody after that, listen, here's the side effect of being a genius is that smaller details that are known I by everybody. You're cosmic level. Oh, yeah. Cosmic brain genius. Oh, you see. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to say, you know, I'm fucking not tuning my horn here, but... Those little details can often be lost on geniuses if it's common knowledge. Considered to be them. Yeah, they are. Because you're drinking charcoal. It makes the inside of my mouth feel weird. Because of charcoal. Yeah. You gotta drink a lot of water with it, too. I'm it, drinking like, water along with it. Absorbs your, your nonsense in you. In my tummock. All right. Um, let's get this bitch on the road. Do you want, do you want to start? I'll start it since it's uh, <clears throat> my computer. Uh, but then we're doing one one between. So remember, that's how the. We'll see. No, that's how I want to do it. I'm fucking running the show now. No, come <laughs> on, that worked out really well. Yeah, we'll do that. Sure. All right. So uh, the first article I have is from Yahoo News, and it's a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, Yahoo. Uh huh. Yahoo. Yeah, people don't do that anymore, dude. Um, so my first article is from Yahoo News, and it's a little bit of a throwback to Halloween, but I thought we would all enjoy it because you remember, remember the OG story of Candyman, who Candyman who actually, Candyman, Candyman, who actually Candyman was. That was Tim Allen's name in prison, according to Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. No, the guy. So the guy who who basically poisoned his children because he put shit in the candy, and now ever since then we have the urban myth that people are putting shit in candy. For There's one guy that did it, but it was to his own kid. Yeah. Right. He he targeted his own kid specifically. Well, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Fredericton area parents discovered a sewing needle wedged inside a candy bar their children received during an evening of trick or treating on Tuesday. Fuck. The parents and three children were trick-or-treating at more than 50 homes in the area and alongside Brookside Drive between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. When they got home, they discovered the needle. The Kingsley Road family reported the incident to the Fredericton police. When the bar was open, it was quite evident you could see there was something in it, said Sergeant Scott McKenzie of the Fredericton Police Force. Officers also seized candy wrappings for evidence and have not determined where the incident happened, he said. Of course not. What, does it have a picture of it? Uh, uh, I don't think so, no. But, you know, if you Google it, maybe. Uh, so, 
Officers also seized candy wrappings for evidence and have not determined where the incident happened. The police did not receive any other reports of tainted candy, McKenzie said. It appears to have been an isolated incident, and we're unsure where this might have occurred, he said. The family were inside the city, but very easily could have happened outside of the city. McKenzie said the police force is encouraging parents to search children's candy for objects and report any of their findings to police. Meanwhile, a nail was also found in one trick-or-treater's chocolate bar from home at Edgewood in Centennial or Broadview Streets in Bathurst. A mother discovered the nail hidden in the chocolate bar when she checked the treats. Jeff Chasen of the Bathurst Police Force told Radio Canada he received only one complaint about a nail in a chocolate bar on Halloween this year. We had a lot of parents who approached us. Wait, hold on. Let me read that in the accident. It probably should be. Oh, we had a lot of parents who approached us because they heard that a nail had been found in a bar of chocolate, he said. In Moncton, a group of children were attacked with pepper spray on Halloween night outside of Moncton School. Fucking what? Fuck yeah! By like a teenager or an adult? Fucking doesn't say! Was that kid from Trick or Treat or like the demon? Oh, yeah. From Trick or Treat. Was he being bullied? Was he fighting back? You never know. You never know. Uh, Kodiak RCMP Staff Sergeant Andre Potvin said the kids were standing on the steps of Birchmont School around 7.15 Tuesday when they were approached by two people. No one was injured, and the incident remains under investigation. But some of these, like, really make me wonder. It's like, okay, where did they, did the families fucking do it? Because, like... It just, it's like a little In opportunity. Case, I doubt it. It's a little opportunity to get some press coverage on yourself if you, if you like claim. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing, like, oh, they put one in, in a candy bar and it was just like a fucking whatever. You know what I mean? It's so stupid to me. I don't under, I also don't understand what the motivation is. Like, I don't like children, but I don't even like, I don't, my mind doesn't go there. I think it's a, yeah, it's a fucked up, um, fucked up to want to do that to a kid fuck yeah it is um that's kind of disheartening to know that that's not just really just an internet legend well you don't know though you don't know how real it is it could have easily been something that the family you think did. it was fabricated i do i really i think the majority of those cases if not all of them are fabricated yeah because it's just so it's so stupid like well, i just don't are you victim blaming i'm not victim blaming i'm blaming the parents for faking it they're not the that, big, that's fucked up in that case, but I, I assume just, yeah, just believe the parents, I guess. I mean, it's just, but why would you also make it up? It's Jesus just, Christ, this trackpad is fucking huge. You like that? You like my trackpad? You like my big yeah. old fat trackpad on this yeah, super nice 2017 <sighs> brand new hot off the press, the factory line MacBook? Don't give a fuck. Yeah, you say fuck that, your but. MacBook. No, you say that, but you wish you had So this it. is from BigThink.com. Um, how internet porn is changing how men and women are having sex. Ooh. Pretty basic ass couple on the cover from what it looks like they're they're about to kiss, but maybe Looks like they're, they're about to do missionary. Looks like he's about to just lay on top of her. <laughs> and then do the thing. Sexual satisfaction is important for both uh, for pair bonding in a relationship, as well as one's own psychological health. What's more, we're living in an age where a personal fulfillment seems to be the ultimate goal. Despite this, men and women today are maybe having less fulfilling sex lives than in the past. One reason the internet has halted, altered human sexuality in a myriad of ways. There have been, of course, 
been positive impacts. The internet has helped normalize BDSM and kink, which, you know, among consenting adults, do whatever you want. Yeah. And, and related to the world, different relationship configurations, which, of course, impacts sex. These include what New York Times sex columnist Dan Savage calls monogamish, swinging and polygamy, polyamory, sorry, or ethical non-monogamy. Um, ethical non-monogamy. That's interesting. I've never heard it put that way. Ethical um, non-monogamy. What is ethical, that? Well, poly- just an open polyamory is like in it. Well, it's where no, it's where everybody's aware of every everybody. Sometimes you're in a living situation with multiple partners. Oh, it's like those sister wives shows. Well, no, I knew a guy um, I worked with. He was in. He said he was in one. I was like, how did that work out? And he was like, not well. Like, you know, if you want to try that, somebody's fine. gonna Probably get hurt. Not gonna work out for uh, an extended period of time yeah. unless everybody's fucking asexual, like Kevin's Gate or something. Ugh. When see how that turned out. Rather not not shaming them specifically. I'm just saying it's kind of you know mm. could be could be tricky. Maybe a little shame. Rather than be trapped in the dichotomy of monogamy or dating, we now have other options. It's also allowed us certain certain kinks and fetishes to feel acceptance and find fulfillment. Now as well become a part of their own community. So that's the good stuff. Now for the bad news. There's been some talk on the internet maybe causing a minority of men to experience porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Ooh. Internet porn obsession coupled with chronic masturbation saps interest or capability when it becomes when it comes time to be with a partner. The urological community has gone back and forth on whether this is a legitimate condition. One particular research paper contends that instead of physical problems, such men may be conducting themselves to orgasm only with a certain kind of stimuli. Oh. Be it tactile or visual, which okay. may confound sex with a partner. Men obsessed with online sexual stimuli may condition themselves out of a fulfilling encounter with a partner. That's like a caption for this image. It's like a guy looking at a lady's eyes and she's giving him like the what's up eyebrow. But it's like the most tame. If it's if it's a porn site, it's the most like, or maybe it's a welcome page for a porn site or something. Oh, that could be. Now for the first time, a study published in the Journal of Sex Research looks at how internet porn may have impacted sexual, female sexual functioning. These findings also tease out larger questions about how much sexuality is biological behavior, how much is psychological, and how much is social. The female orgasm has been, has been seen as the pinnacle of a, the sexual encounter. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to pause there because I think that's fucking true. I think oftentimes when it's uh, one-sided in that regard, since it is more challenging for a woman to have an orgasm in a lot of cases, not every case, uh, I think there could be satisfaction for a man in that. Yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a satisfaction. Because you're just like, even if you're, because that happened to us yesterday. We were fucking. Here we go. And uh, we, we, it was like, you know, you, I, I just was like, oh my, you, you, you just t- tired me out. I wasn't like I couldn't. I was I was able to perform, but I was also like a little winded. Yeah, you were also like. I was also holding in a full bladder of pee, I realized. Yeah. But you got there. Yeah, I got there pretty quick. And then and then you took your t- your sweet, sweet old time. <laughs> well, and then I ended like, up not being able to. And then I'm just like, why am I forcing this? Like, but then I, I was this. like, dude, just chill. We'll just fuck later. It's not like you don't know where I am. 
No, it's, no, it's good. <laughs> you know where to find me. It, it was all good. So I, so I, I, I believe that's true. I mean, that's also a chivalrous thing to do. It's, it's also like, yeah, it's more complicated and it's more of a success when a woman can get there before a man. And, and sometimes it's nice when that's all about just pleasing your partner in that moment. Sometimes I just let you go and then I just, I'm like, eh, it's too much work. I'll just jack off later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So has internet porn enhanced or inhibited the female climax? Interesting. Leah J. Sungwin Sigwine at the University of Quebec in Montreal led the study. What Sigwine and colleagues found was it wasn't at the age when masturbation started in a woman's dexterity in the pursuit. It wasn't the number of sex partners she's had either. What determined whether or not she could orgasm during sex was whether she was mindful during the experience and how connected she felt to her partner. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. So this is a quote. Social representations which appear in a variety of media can influence the way sexual experiences are perceived and understood. Researchers wrote, while pornography is not only the medium in which orgasm is portrayed, it is the most explicit and widespread and easily accessible. What they looked at was how male and female orgasm was portrayed in 50 of Pornhub's most viewed videos. Each was analyzed and coded for the frequency of male and female orgasm. Researcher, researchers coded content by the orgasm-inducing sex the on-screen couple engaged in. This included auditory and visual indicators. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is like the most tamed way to describe It's the most clinical. <laughs> Super clinical, but it's interesting. The study found while men orgasm 78% of the time in these videos, not surprising, women climax only 18.3% of the oh, time. Oh, that's so low. Among these, clitoral stimulation, how most women orgasm, I believe more from the ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's guys, though. There's, a, there's yeah. like a cum button in your butt. Uh-huh. Only occurred 25% of the time. The message this sends, researchers say, is that the male orgasm is an imperative, while the female one, not so much. That's, well, I guess, like... Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't grapefruit a woman. Define imperative. Well, just because it's like, you know... It's, it's, like, more, otherwise it's more it's mechanic. A... I think just because it's more mechanical, so it's like, well... What's the fucking point? Hole, stick in hole, it'll eventually happen. Dudes can fuck... Dude, honestly, fucking... Dudes are so lucky. They can just they can pee standing up. They can they can yeah, orgasm it's, it's, like it's nothing. Not fair. Simple creatures. That is also true. While the female one, not so much. They also wrote that mainstream pornography promotes and perpetuates many unrealistic expectations regarding women's orgasm. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's true. Researchers show that a wide variety that there's a wide variety in when and how women climax. Though many start masturbation early, the average American loses her virginity at age 17. And most don't orgasm then. In fact, most women don't begin regularly having orgasms till they're in their 20s or 30s. Yeah, absolutely. I have heard many a horror story along those lines. <laughs> or never at all. I've heard those stories too. I can't imagine living like that. It would suck. Girl, Conf- girl, just buy a vibrator, you yeah. know? Damn. Comfort with sex and their bodies may be the reason. Another issue is that women just naturally have a hard time orgasming. Mm-hmm. They might not climax regularly as a result. Studies have shown that the ability to climax through intercourse is, a, is to 
and to a lesser extent masturbation, is least partially genetic in nature. The rest is, quote, physical processes and the subjective responses to those processes. Hmm, so you mean mind over matter. So you can't teach somebody how to get there. They just kind of, it kind of is like everything all together. Ladies. In their, in their lives. Ladies, get to know your body. Yeah, get to know your vagine. Know what it likes. Know what it hates. Yeah, girl. You gotta say, hey, you gotta pop down there. Take a little visit. I feel like it's more about the hates. Because it's like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that derails the concentration. So if you focus more on the likes and kind of almost let your mind go blank, that's the best way. I mean, I mean that's the best way for me. If, if my you're, mind is totally fucking vacant, like if, a blank piece of paper. If you're a woman, yeah. Well, see, I think for men, it's easier for you just to like shut everything off and then just like, you know what I mean? Like women, I have to get into a place where I like think about shit. Oh, so your brain is full of stuff. Constantly. I'm constantly running a mile a minute, but that's called being a multitasker and women usually are. They say the only time a brain isn't thinking is when it's having an orgasm. And that's also part of the reason we like it so much. Not because just the, the, the endorphins and shit that get released, but the fact that like... We stop thinking? Your brain gets like a moment's rest. I know. It's a huge relief. In more yeah. than one way. <laughs> um, the results of the study fit into what is known as a sexual script, script theory which states that humans fall into certain sexual scripts which society deems acceptable. So what about the, fem- the female orgasm overall? The study published last year in the, in the journal Socio-Effective Neuroscience and Psychology had some interesting findings. These statistics from nationwide surveys they looked at over several... Oh, oh, fuck. They looked at sexual experiences of over 8,000 Finnish women. The number who said they orgasm from sex felt so felt the no sorry the number who said they orgasm from sex always or nearly fell 10 but 10 percent between 1999 and 2015 hmm what 10% so I guess it kept going down the number who said they orgasm from sex always or nearly fell 10 percent between 1999 and 2015 so less women are coming yeah, that's what it sounds like. Internet and unrealistic expectations may have played a role. But research identified other reasons as well. Why Finnish women? Quote, Finland is one of the few countries that nationally representative surveys of sexual activities and values among adult population. Because they want to know if you're, you know, they're propagating the, the Finnish being, the Finnish human, I guess. What? Who the fuck knows? Some, maybe it's like a fucking eugenics purity thing. <laughs> Such a survey was conducted in the years 1971, 1992, 99, 2007, and 2015. But people's sexuality sexuality over time, the data shows, following a similar trend in the rest of Western Europe. Hmm. According to this study, whether or not women or orgasm during sex depended on her sexual self-esteem, how good she felt and her partner are at sexual communication. Hmm. How skillful, skillful she feels in the bedroom and how her and her own sexual limits. Other factors included the ability to concentrate during sex and her partner's technique. The things that prevented women from climaxing were fatigue. Most were fatigue, difficulty concentrating, and stress, while 50% yeah. of women in the relationship said they orgasm during sex most of the time. Only 40% of women, single women did. Wow. So if you're in a relationship you're going to come more likely you're going to come more 
than a single person. Well, here's the thing about here's the thing about marriage. It's an opportunity to take advantage of whatever sexual thing you want because that person is your legal property you and has to comply. <clears throat> well, not I mean, yeah, you guys got to be on the same page though. I mean, still. as long as you're not like there still has to be consent. As long as everybody's into it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. So yeah, it makes sense. It's like you you have to get me off. Like it's you and me, dude. Yeah, you have to be a team. Yeah. So in conclusion, so the takeaway is that couples who communicate well, especially around desires and fantasies, are mindful during sex and do things to increase their connection. Have the best sex lives, complete with oodles of orgasms for both partners. That's as long as they don't become obsessed with internet porn. Take cues from reliable sources and are mindful of how they conduct their sex lives. Should you have a female partner, the best way to make her climax when sex is on the menu is relax her, relieve her stress, and connect to her on a deeper level. Pretty much. I mean, that also goes across the board when you're also not trying to get laid. That's kind of, well, yeah, you want to just, like, kind of not think of these people as, like, objects. Like, women right. as objects. That's the, uh... I mean, part of it was sort of my whole thing, my, my mental growth was girls are, you know, a kid, you're just like, girls are fine, whatever, that's just another person to play with. Girls are gross, to um, being sexually aware of girls, to being uh, unsure as to how to approach a girl without any, you know, what what I perceived as having experience or something like that. And that's that more or less stopped after I had sex the first time to just being kind of like sort of like not not objectifying but but not being completely mindful of a, of the other person's needs and desires. And you just kinda of learn that through experience. I feel like the best partners are those who have experience and are just learned to communicate well. Yeah. Like, that's that's super important, but... Um, Communication is fucking the most important thing you can have That, I feel like, you can you can say that for any anybody. Like, any relationship, any kind of, like... You can't expect to get anywhere with another human if you don't know how to communicate what you need and what you want to do. Yeah. There's just... You don't, like, you're fucking... You're fucking up. It's as simple as that. Like, you need to be able to talk. I always give, um, anytime that one of my friends is going through some shit with their relationship and they're telling me and they're like, well, what should I do? And I'm just like, well, have you fucking talked to them? Like, on this level? Like, what do you, I don't, men aren't psychic. People aren't psychic, you know? Like, men, men least of all. You have, they're not going to be perceptive to this weird, passive bullshit. You have to have a conversation, you know? It's... It's the least you can do if you have well, an expectation. Yeah, if you care about having a relationship, that's you know that's the ultimate kind of thing is is uh, honesty and communication. Those two things. It's not rocket science. It's just a conversation. <clears throat> always, it just it's always boggled the mind for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sex doesn't. Sex isn't an outlier. It's even more important. It's like, how do you expect to get what you want if you don't say anything? during or after like I think that's I, my worst fear is like losing my balls or something like not just because it's like I wouldn't come but it's like how would I have a meaningful relationship with a female without balls I mean you'd, you'd find I guess one. I guess um, there's plenty of like lesbians that would be like um 
You'd figure it out. You'd figure it out. But I guess but I guess your fucking situation. I come at it from though. a dude as a dude, so I, I think that way. As a sissy. Cis male, you know. Sissy. Lord. Anyway. Hopefully you guys found that not entirely disgusting and <laughs> somewhat interesting as I did. We talk about shit. We talk about sex. We talk about We talk about both things at the same time. Coming. We talk about shit and sex. Fucking it's Just about base ass desires. It's about being an animal. It's about being true to yourself, your true natural instincts. That's right. It's good. This is a good episode so far. So far, <laughs> don't pat yourself on the back just yet. I'm looking at the time. I'm like, we're at 40 minutes. That's pretty. Hey, we're, we're in good shape. That's that's the golden hour. That's like the five o'clock. Once you hit four, yeah, 40. I feel like one, one. I feel I start I start really getting a sense of how the episode's going once we have like hit 40 minutes, and then I'm like, all right, is this Good or bad? It's sometimes when it's like, everybody's getting sleepy, and it's the worst. Oh my god, I know. What time is it now? Well, we're got daylight savings times, it's like fucking me up. I it feel is, like it's, yeah. I feel like it's later than it is. I know, I keep thinking it's like 5 o'clock at night. I might run to Starbucks to get a coffee, I think. I haven't had any caffeine yet, because I've been saving myself. Maybe I'll just make some here. Anyway, go ahead, fuck it. So, I pulled up an article, but I don't know how I feel about it, because I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I think it's been on everyone's minds, maybe not everybody's minds, but uh, this is an article from USA Today, and you may have heard, but the JFK assassination files Oswald meets KGB officer at Soviet embassy in Mexico City. So all of these files are suddenly now being released uh, because way back in the day they put a cap on it and said in 25 years you gotta make that shit available to the public. But they're slowly, here's my thing, they're slowly releasing the documents as they go. Which I think is kind of bullshit. I don't I don't, I feel like all of us should just take it with a grain of salt. But anyways, the article states, the latest batch of John F. Kennedy assassination files released by the National Archives includes information on Lee Harvey Oswald's trip to Mexico two months before the attack in Dallas and a hodgepodge of documents on Cuban nationals, Soviet spies, and even reports on civil rights leader. Leader? Sorry, sorry, I like swallowed as I was saying that. Martin Luther King Jr., so we got ourselves a mixed bag of topics. Wowzers. Among them is one that says allegedly JFK's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was connected to the CIA. And it claims that that's completely unfounded. So they're denying any connection there, even though conspiracy theorists would argue that it's absolutely true he was connected to the CIA. In uh, the, or the 1975 CIA memo says a thorough search of agency records were conducted to determine whether Oswald had been used by the agency or connected with it in any conceivable way. The memo said the search came up empty. The memo also said there was also no indication that any other U.S. agency used Oswald as a source for recruitment. Dude, mm. I'm just saying. The material was among 676 new documents, mostly from CIA files, released by the National Archives on Friday. The records are being made public under the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records uh, Collection Act that was passed by Congress and signed into law by President George Bush in 1992. You know what I love about this fucking shit? Yeah. Is like Trump took credit, he's like, about like the release of the documents, like he dude, did? this was yeah, this was scheduled like almost fucking 
Yeah, it's twenty years ago. Nothing to do with him. He's so stupid. Over twenty years ago. Rather. Yeah, twenty five years. I believe yeah. there are, uh, the law required the release of the documents no later than twenty five years from the date of the signing, except those deemed by the president to raise national security concerns. And that's why I'm I've such that's a like problem. That's like the juicy shit that you fucking so want to fu- know. What do you think you're gonna find out? Fucking nothing. You want to find week, out about the second shooter or something? Like what the fuck? Last week, the National Archives released. 2,800 records, but the government kept, get this, around 29,000 more pending a review within 180 days. The following day, Trump intervened to say that he would release all of the remaining documents on a rolling basis for reasons of full disclosure, transparency, and in order to be put any and all conspiracy theories to rest. That's a good impression. Really? Really? Thanks. You take Alec Baldwin on a run for his money. You're just saying that because it's true. (laughs) Fuck Alec Baldwin, by the way. Among the newly released documents is one dated November 23rd, 1963, one day after the assassination in Dallas that reports on an intercepted phone call made by Oswald in Mexico City to the Soviet embassy on October 1st, 1963. Seems awfully convenient, don't you think? The call indicates Oswald visited the embassy on September 28th and spoke with the embassy consul, God help me, Valery Kostochov. Who the report identified as a member of the Soviet KGB assassination department working undercover at the Soviet embassy in Mexico City. While noting it is not usual for a KGB agent on a sensitive mission to have such a covert contact with a Soviet embassy, the CIA report said Soviet intelligence procedures show a very important agent can be met in official installations using as cover for their presence there's some sort of open business. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Let me read that again for everybody. Very important agents can be met in official installations using as cover for their presence their some sort of open business. So basically what it's... They don't have to say their specific purpose for being there? Is that what that means? If you're like, if you're like big enough in the government or whatever, or in the no, in no. whatever. What it's saying is, this is, they're using it as they're literally using this as a as a cover for whatever their operation. That's what is. I'm saying. But they yeah. don't have to say they. They're just like, yeah, we can yeah. we can say whatever the fuck. We don't even have to give you a fucking reason why we're here. We can we can just talk to you about what we want to talk to you about and that's that so it would appear the fbi according to the report said oswald was trying to get the embassy's help regarding a visa to the soviet union yeah that's the thing he wanted to he wanted to go to russia mm-hmm yeah because considering the well he wanted yeah. he, he he was yeah he fucking hated america the latest batch of documents includes a mix, mixed bag of material, ranging from background reports on Cubans, of course, information on spy activity in the Soviet Union, duh, and even more information on CIA officer Howard Hunt, who would later become infamous for his role in the Watergate break-ins. The report discusses Hunt's departure from the agency as a full-time employee in 1966 and also includes a receipt for $250 for hiring him as a contract CIA worker on a special mission in the 1970s. It notes that Hunt preferred to be paid with two, quote-unquote, sterile checks paid through two charity funds. Sterile checks. Other documents include a report titled 
Communist Infiltration of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, the civil rights organization headed by Martin Luther King Jr. In one 20-page FBI analysis of King, dated March 12, 1968, a month before he was assassinated, a section alleges that King was attracted to former members of the Communist Party in America. It notes that the two previous aides were party members and eight others who helped shape King's organization in its early stages had communist affiliations. The analysis said that in the early 1960s, the Communist Party was trying to get a black labor coalition to further its goals in the United States. It referenced a May 1961 issue of a communist newspaper that stated, communists will do their utmost to strengthen and unite the black movement and ring it to the backing of the working people. The FBI said King and his organization were made to order to achieve these objectives. The analysis includes several pages about his sexual life. One document said a black sexual life? Yeah. One document said a black minister who attended a workshop to train ministers in February 1968 in Miami expressed his disgust with the behind the scenes drinking, fornication, homosexuality that went on at the conference. Throughout the ensuing years and until this date, King has continued to carry on his sexual aberration secretly while holding himself out to the public view as a moral leader of religious conviction. What? The FBI report says. I think that's a whole lot of bullshit, and even if it was true, it seems awfully convenient considering the fact that they were the ones who killed him. That's circumstance. Like, it's just some guy's saying this right there's no it's evidence all ru- it. it's all fucking rumor well they have some they have like I mean they really don't have anything they don't really have anything and and why would you why would you trust it anyways it's their paperwork that they're giving you don't you think it would be easy enough for them to change a few things and add some hot goss yeah. that was obviously gossip through and through you'd think well the whole thing just seems really fishy to me I don't much care for it, and I wish they would just tell us the goddamn truth that you can't have uh, one bullet and five wounds. Are you talking about Martin Luther King? No. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, there's only two. There's three bullets on Kennedy? Yeah. One, I think, went through his chest. Right. The other one went through one part of his head, and the other one went through the other part. Which, obviously, there were two shooters, but we won't get into that. Magic bullet. That's a conversation for another time. I remember I got real into JFK conspiracy stuff when we were back home for like a few months. I was like watching everything I could think of, but it's like... <clears throat> I recreated his post-mortem photo. Yeah, it's really interesting. It is really interesting, but I or, don't... It was like the 9-11 of the 60s, though. Uh, it fucking I, changed everything. Everybody knew where they were. Everybody remembers. But it changed like the course of Vietnam, mm-hmm. which changed the course of, you know... Civil rights. It changed the course of. It changed everything. But I would like to do a little bit more digging on that because I haven't researched the Kennedy assassination in a very long time, and I think uh, I think I'm about to go get uh, my balls deep in some of that. I'm about to sink my nuts into this Y'all topic. Me. Cool. Well, hopefully we can revisit it. A little. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see in the next 180 days what it is exactly that they release. Maybe a whole lot more bullshit. I think that's likely. What it is, yo. All right. Um, we're going to end this episode on a um, lighter side. Wait. Or more terrifying side on however you look at it. Uh-huh. Um, 
This is also from Big Think. I like this website. Highly recommend it. They have some interesting, uh, interesting articles. Let's see here. Oxford scientists make a more accurate prediction of what aliens look like. So there's like a really cool drawing of these like aliens being birthed from this underground. <whistles> looks like a Matt Houston drawing. Looks like it. a whole bunch of butts and things coming out. But like a cool pencil drawing. Yeah. It does look like a Houston illustration. Doesn't give a credit, but very interesting. It looks like they're like larvae or something coming out of a hive or like a yeah. queen <laughs> being. Gross. Queen being. Just a lot of butts. <clears throat> Artists, science fiction writers, and others have offered varying speculations about what life might be like on other planets. In the earliest days, this focus was on Martians and men of the moon. The greys are an interact, inter iteration we're most familiar with. You know, the stereotypical grey-skinned aliens and the elongated head with black, soulless eyes. Ridley Scott, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and many others have offered their own unique visions. In real life, a few experts believe that we'll discover alien forms within the next couple of decades, including astro astronomy researcher Chris Impey. Impey. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me that we... I thought we did discover aliens. The Swedish? No? No. They, that was... You're talking about the thing from last week's episode? That was an interstellar flying like object. We don't know what it was. No, I'm talking about like the the people, the the Swedish. Oh yeah, yeah, they are an alien, aren't they? <laughs> the, the white race were aliens. I don't know. That's just a joke. Whoa! I don't really believe that. Um, and senior SETI astronomer Seth Shostak, Shustak, ah, the Shostak, Shostak. Others, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, black science guy, say we may find... <laughs> I wish that was in the article. Say that we <laughs> may find something like bacteria under the frozen seas of gas giant moons like Titan, Enclidius, and Europa. I don't know if Enclidus... Oh, I think it's Enclidus. <laughs> that sounds like a intestinal condition. <laughs> but it's unlikely we'll be shaking hands with E.T. or tentacles or whatever they have. Oh, my Enclidus. Penises. Oh, my Enclidus. penises. It's flaring up. That's what you had earlier today. Yeah, I did have a flare up. But it was, it was like gas. <laughs> it wasn't quite exactly that. Uh, the issue for Tyson is that space is astronomically large. Despite advanced technology, we might just be too far away from one another. What? Time might also be a factor. The advanced alien civilization they're looking for may either have lived too long ago or aren't around yet. Mm. In the latter scenario, we're the, one of the first intelligent life forms to inhabit the universe. Whether you'll find sophisticated aliens soon or not, sometimes scientists believe... They're out there. Whoa. You falling asleep, I bro? had nightmares all night, and I didn't sleep well. You're putting yourself to sleep? Well, whatever. You're on, <laughs> you're on vacation now. Oh, yeah. Unemployment. There are just too many Earth-like planets. The Milky Way alone is re replent. Repl replete? Fuck. That looks like a good word to know. Replete <laughs> with hundreds of thousands of planets. I guess through context that means full of. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of planets in which in the inhabitable zone. Or more. So they're out there, or once were that what might they? Well, Dude, if, sorry, man. Fuck, I'm like crashing here. So if they're out there for one, for once were what might they look like? Oxford University researches what, just what of a study to answer this question. 
You just keep going, man. You don't fucking worry about hitting a word or missing a word. You just fucking steamroll. Yes, that you are. <laughs> Their findings were published in the International Journal of Astrobiology. Astrobiology is the study of life where else, elsewhere in the cosmos. And there's some more doodles that look like they're from that. Oh, they're so squiggly Fantastic and silly plan. looking. Doesn't give a credit though. Hmm. It just says the International Journal of Astrobiology. Scientists write that it wasn't easy to make such predictions. You're fucking guessing. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, you're... Previous speculations employed biology, chemistry, and physics to draw conclusions of so-called mechanical view. Here they focus instead on evolutionary process such as natural selection. They wanted to approach that wasn't tethered to our planet's details. A small number of events caused life in the Earth to grow even more complex. If we can assume life on other planets evolved in a similar way, we can make inferences about them. The line, the line of thinking goes. Such events are known as major transitions in individuality, according to the study. One such event is where groups of individuals come together to form a higher level of the individual, such as when single-celled organisms evolved into multicellular organisms. This took place around roughly 600 million years ago. Another example is when sexual reproduction came onto the scene. There were only a few such events and they come about when an organism slams up against Ugh. extreme conditions and must find ways around them. You and me later. Yeah, dude. Extreme conditions. Yeah. The astrobiologists also made inferences about how biological complexity may come about in space. Hmm. Some, like, fucking doctor. It's got a fucking Dalek Dal- Dal- in the background. In the, in the <laughs> fucking, what are these, like, the suit-wearing... Oh, weird... the weird ones that don't say anything? I don't know. The Cybermen? I don't fucking know. I only know the Daleks. You made me think of the guys from Buffy. Yeah! Oh, Yeah! That's what I thought it was at first. No, it's from Dr. Newman's. Uh, I should restart Buffy, so I know. Yeah, dude. That'd be fun. Sam Levine, a zoological researcher at Oxford, he began his speculation by pondering what life on other planets might be like. In our paper, he said, we offer an alternative alternative approach is, is to use evolutionary theory to make predictions that are independent of Earth's details. This is a useful approach because theoretical predictions will apply to aliens that are silicone-based, do not have DNA, and breathe nitrogen, for example. Hmm. That's fucking weird. Really weird. Not to have DNA. Wait, they breathe nitrogen? Isn't that what the first life form did when, uh, uh, like, I they were came about on this don't planet? Don't fucking know. I have no idea. Unless you're Christian and you don't believe that. No hate. Maybe a little. Do you think Adam had a beard when he was born? Do you think Adam was real? <laughs> There's Ben Adams. It's got to be a first one. If that's true, all of us are related. So. Cool. Levine said he and a colleague theorized based around assumed biological makeup. Quote, we still can't say whether aliens walk around on two legs or have big green eyes, he said. But we believe evolutionary theories offers you a unique additional tool for trying to understand what aliens will be like. And what... We have shown some examples of the strong predictions we can make with it. Dr. Levin added, We predict that they're made up of a hierarchy of entities, which all cooperate to produce an alien. Weird. Like a hive, sort of. No. Literally. Kind of like a, like a bee, beehive or something. At each level of the organism, there are mechanisms in place to eliminate conflict, maintain cooperation, and keep the organism functioning. We maybe even can offer some examples of what these mechanisms will be. 
We may not know whether it's a, we're alone in the universe or not, but if we aren't, here's a good guess of what our neighbors look like. So, I mean... Okay, so it sounds to me... They look like these fucking cool drawings, I guess. It sounds like insects to me. It sounds like a some kind of hive-like mentality where you've got the only male able to produce is the king, and then there's the queen, who's the only fertile female. And then the rest a, of the hive is just a fucking ton of just little worker dudes. Yeah, I think they're kind of... I mean, there's a lot of different thoughts around it. A lot of them are like, well, aliens would kind of look like us. And it's like, well, not necessarily. Not if there's no, you know, there's such Not a- if their, their literal uh, chemical makeup has to be different in order to survive on whatever universe, planet that they inhabit. So, it does stand to reason that they would be more insect, less, it, or I mean, insect-ish. But that's to say that they're not a more superior race than us. Yeah. Which I think this is a whole lot of guessing. There's a whole lot of guessing going on here. We're speculating that they could be. Like I'm a visual person though, so I could see something like this, like you know, it lives underground. Yeah. These things shoot out. They probably live super short lifespans, and then they every like the big thing. You're just worried about planting more of these so you can make more of your. Mm-hmm. You survive off the soil or something, kind of like a plant alien hybrid. That's what these things look like in this article. They look like plant-alien hybrids. It's cool. It's interesting. I would rather think of the Borg Queen, but that's just me. I just really want some kind of crazy cyborg race to come in and really swoop me up, make me one of them. I'd very much like to have that. I wish that for you too, babe. I want to have some, like, cool techno eyes. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, follow me on Bat Stains oh, on Instagram okay. um, for my art because I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff because I have nothing else to do. Um, and uh, follow us on Cane Train Podcast on Instagram as well, Cane Train Pod on Twitter. And have you did you post any this week? I did. I, I've been posting some dank memes, so oh, get good. your lols. Uh, I haven't checked. Um, and send us emails, uh, Cane Train Podcast at gmail.com. Please, please send emails. I want to see you. Prove that you're real. You're out there. Um, you can follow me at Gibby Kane on everything. And yeah, I guess. Right. I uh, think uh, I think that's, that's it. it. I think that's it. Um, hopefully, so, I won't yeah. shit my pants this week. <laughs> hopefully, I'm actually gonna be home. Won't. I'm gonna fucking just keep hey. pounding beer. Oh god. I'm home all week. All right. Well, uh, don't do that. All right. Happy Guy Fox Day. Watch V for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. It's your choice, too. Girl, bye. <laughs>